0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All
1: engine women. Look We have a look All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Pod. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt we're continuing our mini-sode series what have you been watching guys thanks for loving these episodes we get a lot of listens on these and i know they're shorter so they you know i'm on the way to work i'm going to check out the launchpad pod so we really appreciate that we've gotten a really good response from these but as always matt what have you been watching
0: uh, i've actually been pretty busy um like always i'm watching all the shit that we're talking about i'm catching up with Godzilla episodes that we have not that i did not get to watch in time for our Godzilla Episodes, ones that I've seen before, but haven't in a while knew enough to talk about. I just watched Godzilla vs. Mothra, or Godzilla vs. The Thing. How was Um, that?
1: How was Godzilla vs. Mothra?
0: It's good, but I mean, first of all, he's fighting a giant moth, so at no point am I concerned. Yeah. Although he does lose, like, spoiler alert, he loses. He also trips like numerous times. Even before he's fighting, there's <laughs> two shots when he first is fucking up the city where he just trips and falls into a building. Whoops. He's like, "Whoop!"
1: <laughs> does it have the banana? Bana, does it have the banana banana peel sound?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoop! Zoop. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I've been watching some Godzilla. I'm trying to buy some Godzilla, but it's hard to find like a series that that is good like a good pack.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I keep it's one of those that I know and I have we've talked about this before. I have that luck where I'm like, "All right, I need it and it's only $12. Yeah. I'll buy it and then the 2 disc comes out like within a year." Exactly. There's some good Toho good looking blue Blu-rays from Toho, but they're like 60 bucks a pop and uh I also have not been able to find reviews or yeah. I wrote a couple people selling them on e- eBay. They're all from Japan and nobody's writing me back and I'm like, "Ugh." It just seems like I'm going to get duped if I try to buy one of those so I haven't
1: Well, and they just released this package that like Target's selling and Walmart and like Amazon it's it's called the Toho Collection and collects almost all of the Heisei series except for Godzilla 1985, Godzilla Returns and Biollante. Those are the only two it doesn't have in the entire Heisei collection. And I'm like, "Oh, I might get that." But then the reviews are weird because some people are like it's not the collection they say it is, and the review seems to be for something completely different. So you're like, "What movie did you get?" Like, what? <laughs> or it's like
0: the Godzilla like uh, surprise pack. I know, like right? a grab bag. <laughs> it comes in like a brown bag, and you just open it up and see which ones you got.
1: <laughs> right? Oh man! So you've been watching some Godzilla. What else have you been checking out?
0: Uh, I actually been re- I just started a good book the other day. I'm Ooh. reading, um, Batman earth one, which is written by Jeff Johns and drawn by, um, Gary Frank. And it's pretty good. It's one of those books that I keep seeing. I keep seeing it on sale for 50% off. I bought it on eBay because it was in a lot of another book that I wanted. And the, the price was cheaper to buy both books together than buy the book I wanted by itself. It's another retelling of Batman's origin, but it's kind of modernized. So like, uh, there's a, a possible assassination attempt... Like, or a possible assassination conspiracy of why Bruce's parents were murdered. Alfred and Thomas Wayne are old war buddies. And Alfred's like this grizzled old guy who gets there just in time to be Bruce Wayne's guardian. Um, it's told very non-linearly. It jumps back and forth, back and forth. And it actually, at least where I'm at, um, has no inner monologue or you know thoughts or anything it's all told through dialogue so it's like watching a movie you know what i mean it's cinematic i've read a couple comics like that before but for me i read a lot of comics and it's striking right away because it looks different because there's no little boxes that have information in it so there's no narration you know interesting it's yeah it's definitely an interesting storytelling device for, for a comic um, but I'm digging it. I've always liked Gary Frank's art. I have a piece of his from um, Supreme Power, which was what he did, his Marvel Max, where he yeah. kind of did DC retellings, but in like a badass, modernized, updated way. A lot of people shit on it because it's more of the same, but I liked it a lot. But this is cool, it, you know, and I've read Batman's story a thousand times, but- all right, this is a little different so far. It's got it's got twangs of year one in it. It's got twangs of really every other Batman story you've read, but it's pretty cool so far. I'm digging it, especially for like a throwaway book that I was like, "Oh, I'll flip through it and then give it to a friend." And uh, it's pretty good so far. I, I like it. It's pretty interesting.
1: Nice, nice. What about
0: you, man? What have you been up to?
1: Oh man, so I'm down here getting ready to start Walking Dead, and uh, it's awesome. What a cool job! I'm having a lot of fun. Um, it's. It's wild, you know, prepping for a TV show crazy. Saw your
0: sign with the um, yeah, with the the zombies and everything from the book. That's that's legit as fuck. Man. I
1: know. I got my name on a door. I got a little office and everything. It's it's amazing. And you know, obviously, they are very strict about what you talk about. So you know, no, definitely not. Don't come here for spoilers. But. Uh, it's, a, it's awesome it's really really cool pretty stressful pretty crazy but at the same time it's like you're doing it and then like you walk outside your office and there's a pile of corpses of zombies that they're going to use for the show you know they're going through their zombie pile and you're like oh shit this is so cool oh. <laughs> that's awesome you know and it's like you know the cast is starting to roll in you're starting to meet them and it's just it's fucking cool dude I finally got some posters for my apartment.
0: <laughs> Ruby texted me. He was so excited to uh, show me posters. I know. I got
1: I got a Rocketeer poster. Rocketeers for life.
0: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking at it his poster above his head right now. We're doing this over <laughs> Skype.
1: I got the Army of Darkness where you know Bruce Campbell's holding up the gun and the chainsaw, the, the classic mm-hmm. big red poster. Uh, I got a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors poster, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I got a French uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre poster that's cool because it's Massacre à la Trancanus.
0: I'm imagining Leatherface with, like, a beret and he just, like, doesn't care. Like, he he looks, like, really, like, uh, whatever.
1: You spur the meat. Um, what, would
0: the, what would the fat crippled guy's, like, his French version be like? <laughs> Um, I think he'd have an accordion
1: and a monkey, whatever it is. (laughs) Parisian Chainsaw Massacre.
0: (laughs) That'd be awesome.
1: That's funny. And then I I won on eBay, but haven't received it yet, a Thai die-hard poster that is awesome looking. It's it's like an airbrush of of you know John McClane and Bruce Willis on the front with the big machine gun, the building exploding in the background. It's so sick. I can't wait to put that
0: up. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And then because you know when you come home, I'm not hanging out with anybody so yet, so it's like, we'll watch some movies. So I've watched a bunch of stuff. I watched Brawl in Cell Block 99.
0: I watched- That's f- incredible, right? Yeah. What? I would, at least the action scene, it's a movie, it's like whatever, but those action scenes, you weren't, that wasn't like something like Crank where you and I would watch it, walk out of the theater, and then start wrestling on the floor.
1: Uh, The problem is, I've seen like The Raid, I've seen movies that were way more action packed. It was, this was too sparse for me. I I think it's one of those reasons, uh, one of those. Movies where, you know, Vince Vaughn doesn't normally get credit for his acting talents. And I think this is one of the cases where he did a good job. He was really, really a good character and had a lot of like depth to who he was trying to be. Sure. But, you know, it was like just kept getting shittier and shittier for him. And I kept waiting for there to be a brawl. And there were a couple of fight scenes. And, That's
0: true. It, it, it should be called a couple of fight scenes in yeah, cell block 99. But. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's more of like a prison, sad prison movie than it is a fight movie. Mm,
0: I wouldn't go that far, but you're right. There's a lot of jibber-jabbering like, set up to, like, I don't even care. Just show him punching.
1: Yeah, show him punching. But then, like, you go look at a movie like The Raid 2, where the first part of it's a giant fight in a prison. That beats out every fight that was in that movie, period.
0: Uh, I guess that's true. Raid 2 is one of those movies that I was like, I might actually feel like this is too much for me. Like, this is a little too rich Like once in a while, like you go to a restaurant and they're like, "Ooh, you should try the chocolate cake," but it's pretty big, and it like is it's really rich chocolate. And you're like, "I'm a fat kid; rich chocolate doesn't bother me." And then you get halfway through and you're like, "Oh, that's how Ray Two was for me." (laughs) Ray Two, I was like, "I love violence," and then like bat to the face, and I was like, "Not like that." (laughs) It was
1: almost too much action. I I mean, that's it's a tough. That's it hard, was brutal.
0: That's why. Yeah,
1: it was brutal as hell. And I, I mean, I love the Raid and Raid Two, but yeah, it definitely is a lot. Um, so I watched Selbach and I watched Frontiers, which is one of those French extremist movies. You know, in in the line of Martyrs and Inside uh, High Tension, and it was just a hyper, really violent sort of French Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: <laughs> I was gonna bring that back in too.
1: Yeah, so I mean it is French and it's, you know, these people, these thieves, they're these young kids who escape the riots in France and then they go to this inn out on the outskirts of town and of course it's run by like neo-Nazis. So it's kind of like Green Room in that sense too and they mm. are also cannibals and uh it's just really violent and really intense and just unpleasant but you know, well made so you're like, yeah, if you're into that, it's it's definitely one of the good ones but At the same time, it's like, how often am I going to be like, let's watch that again? Four times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then I watched something that I loved, and I don't know if you've seen this, but Dude Bro Party Massacre 3.
0: No, I've, I've seen that it existed. I know that it's out there, but I haven't checked it out. Tell me about it.
1: It's a parody of slasher films so there is no one and two it just comes at you right with three it's by the guys who do five second films which they they have you know they're a popular comedy troupe that does a bunch of online videos that are pretty funny um, and they're five seconds long but the movie is this hilarious like 80s frat bro slasher movie with tons of gore tons of cameo appearances from uh, other internet comedy troops, like a lot of the people from Crack.com are in it, like Soren Bowie, and I swear I see Michael Swaim in there at one point, but they're on screen for just like a second. And the setup is awesome because it starts by saying this movie was banned everywhere, no copies exist, it aired on like late night public access and this kid recorded it on a VHS, so it has all those weird VHS lines. Sometimes it'll cut to commercials and like just have a brief minute of like a (laughs) fake commercial that's really funny and then it'll like cut to like the shots of like a little kid and, and like you know family video <laughs> bits, <things. laughs> like he taped
0: over his own family videos. Yeah,
1: they taped over. He's like, "What are you doing, buddy? You mowing the lawn." It's like a little kid with a toy lawnmower. It's just like all these little bits. And I'm always wary about a movie that's trying to be a fake movie. Yes, but I th- I, I was howling. I thought it was so. I, I was. Where I, did you see it? Um, I rented it from Amazon.
0: Yeah, see that stuff. Especially Amazon. Amazon yeah. has a really good selection of like 70s, 80s, even some 90s horror. Yes. And as you're flipping through, sometimes you're like, oh, that looks interesting. And then you see it's from 2017 and you're like, "Like at least me, I'm like, nope, never yeah. mind. No. Because it's either not going to, it's going to try too hard and not be good or think it's like, ooh, look how funny we are and not be funny. But I trust your sense of humor. If you say that's a good one, I would I would take that on. I would put that on my uh, it's, my list.
1: It's worth checking out. There's some really funny moments, and I'll just give you one example. So you know, it's it's has the whole frat bro thing going on, and they do these pranks. And one of the pranks they did years a couple years ago that they keep referring to is where they accidentally flooded a town and killed like thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the lake that has now become the lake because they flooded this area and it's obvious that the actors have to kneel to be in the lake up to their waist you see them like walk over to each other and then kneel down so that they are at waist level and pretending to have fun in this lake Mm -hmm. but then one of them is like i'm going to do the zip line and he gets cut in half and his Torso comes down the zip line, spraying everybody with blood, which is awesome. The torso falls into the water, and then it cuts to this wide shot of the body sinking deep into this town that is submerged. And he crashes into the roof of the church of the submerged town, and all these corpses start floating up. And then That's it just—that's awesome. And then it just cuts to the guys, and all these dead bodies float up to the surface, and they're screaming and trying to get out of the lake. But it's obvious that they can
0: just stand up. So is, it's like w- w- this sounds incredible. Would this work for Shitty Movie?
1: I mean, yeah, but it's one of those things like you have to preface it that it's not really a shitty movie. It's trying to be a shitty movie, and it right, does right. a pretty good job. And I mean, I think it does a really good job. There's a couple times where it doesn't work. I mean, Patton Oswalt's in it, um, and he plays like a s- satanic chief of police, which is pretty awesome. I think it's pretty funny. I think it, it, if you put it on as a celebration of what Shitty Movie Sunday is, it can be really enjoyable.
0: All right. That sounds pretty good. I'll have to, uh, like I said, normally if I see something is from like mid to late 2000s, I usually skip over it unless I either do some research on it or someone recommends it. But if you say it was funny.
1: it I, I laughed quite a bit and I really liked, they obviously got it. They Oh, oh, the dude from The Room's in it. Mark.
0: Tommy Wiseau? No, the other dude. Greg, Greg Sistero.
1: Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny and like it's it's great it's 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 I, I love the premise i love the commercials in between i love how it starts with them explaining that this is the third movie about how like they they one of the pranks they lit a sorority on fire and killed everybody inside <laughs> and like so the I first feel like they're
0: not good at pranking
1: yeah so the first like the, the in the mythos the first movie is this burnt face uh uh mother sorority mother and mm-hmm. then the second one, her daughter cuts off the skin of her face and wears wears it, so it's now her she's called Mother Face.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and she it's it's a, it, the killer is a chick running around wearing her mom's face for the second the fake second one, and then the third
0: one, you got to figure out who it is. I get it. All right, I'm on board with that.
1: <laughs> it's it's awesome, and, and they do it they do a fun job with it. It's worth checking out.
0: Oh, you know what I read that you actually probably would like. Maybe I'll send you a care package. Ooh, there was a new Punisher Max run. That was written by Garth Ennis and drawn by... Nice. I, f- I don't know what... Garden Parlov, I think his name is. He did some of the Punisher Max stuff back when Ennis... So they've worked together before. And um, they did a, a Fury Max title a couple years ago. And with, for those of you guys who don't know... Nick Fury? Ma- yeah. But it's... Back in the day, Nick Fu- uh, uh, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, who does The Boys, they yeah. did a Fury Max that was just a miniseries. It was like six issues. I love that one. I think that's perfect. The newer one I didn't like as much. It was a lot of blah blah blah, but it was still fine. It was still cool just what it didn't. And this one was the new one. The new Fury Max was drawn by Parlov, like the new one. I think it's Parlov. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. But he's the guy he did if you read it Punisher versus the Marvel Universe where there's like a zombie outbreak and Punisher's the only one left and he's yeah. he draws Punisher like ridiculously top heavy. He's gigantic. Like, I like his style and it's it's fun for this book. But this one was called Punisher Platoon. And it's punish. It's a cool idea. It's Punisher from or Frank. It's really it's Frank Castle in Vietnam on his very first tour, oh. and a lot of stuff. So like you Pun- read. The, you read. Yeah, you read the Punisher Max series, right?
1: I read Punisher. Yeah, I read Punisher Max, but like that. That sounds like like Punisher Born Beginnings.
0: Right. Well, you know what it was. There was a Punisher Max arc called Valley Forge, uh-huh. and the overarching story is tied together by a narration from an author who wrote a book about this crazy thing that happened to Punisher and his unit in Vietnam this one that I just read Punisher platoon is that same writer talking with the guys of his first platoon saying when I told the Valley Forge story I feel like I told the ending now I want to tell the beginning of that story oh I I need
1: to check both those out because I I do love me some Vietnam movies and I do love me some Punisher
0: I got to tell you, it's good. I really like Ennis when he writes Punisher for the most part. There's very few Punishers of Ennis that I don't like. This was really good, but it was a Vietnam story, not a Punisher story. It's very, very good with like, ah, I see what you're planting here that will become the Punisher later, or I see how this incident or incidents will affect Frank Castle's development into what he becomes later, and it's great for that. But for me, I just want the Punisher in the skull shirt, cargo pants, Maybe a leather jacket, maybe not, killing people in New York City. That's, I mean, even when he's killing people in another country or when he goes into space or when he's on a plane, it's not the same for me. But it was, that being said, it was a good story. It's definitely, it's well written, it's well drawn, it's thought out. The one critique, the hard critique I would give it is it looks like he clearly did a lot of military research. Yeah. So, like how grunts would talk about certain pieces of equipment or some, you know, stuff like that, different code names for stuff, you know, quote unquote, industry terms. Yeah. But he uses them so much that sometimes I'm like, I understand that you're going for authenticity here, but you're just making it so I don't really understand what thing you're talking about. You
1: know, <laughs> they're like, got to go down to the PT to get the 747 and get out there on the on the mishmash on the flim-flam. and you're like, okay, yeah, nice and then you're day. like,
0: yeah, I, I was with you till flimflam, but you had to put six things in that one sentence. Yeah. Just be like plain. Nobody just say plain. Yeah,
1: nobody talks in code
0: that much. They might it use. Was, one of those terms at right any right one time
1: yeah I get it interesting
0: it was cool though it was cool it was not born like uh, born I like a lot too but I have the same criticism where I just want him to be Punisher yeah this was way less act well I want to say less action it was less in your face than born was so if you guys like Punisher if you like Ennis it's definitely worth checking even if you really if you don't care about either of those things but like you said Rumi if you like a good Vietnam story it's definitely a good Vietnam story so it's it's worth checking out
1: awesome I will have to give that a look. Well, that's what we've been watching. What have you guys been watching? Hit us up on our Facebook, on our Instagram, and on our Twitter at Launchpad Pod. Let us know what you've been watching. We've been seeing some awesome stuff. There's a movie that everybody keeps recommending called Terrifier, about a creepy clown. That I gotta give, I gotta give a, a look into. Where is that? I, it just came out like a, I guess this last year, but it's it's out on Blu-ray now, and I just see a lot of people talking about it on on the on the Instagram. People say it's you know really scary. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give t- a shot. Terrifier. Yeah, Terrifier.
0: I want to get I, like you know you know the company Asylum they make all the like the bootleg that bootlegs but they make like shittier versions of real movies. Yeah, I know like right now they're working on a movie called Terror Flyer and it's like someone's handing out a piece of paper in public <laughs> that has like really scary shit <laughs> on it. The Terror Flyer. <laughs> you wanted to be kept abreast of what was happening, but you were not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when is the cookout? You are not prepared. (laughs) Garage sale? You are not prepared. (laughs) Asylum, don't take our idea. (laughs) I'm sorry, you were wrapping this up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Launchpad podcast episodes? You are not prepared. (laughs) You are not prepared. (laughs) All right, guys. We totally blew past Mother's Day because we were so busy dropping Godzilla episodes. Thanks to everybody who made that a success. Yeah, we have three Godzilla episodes out. Our friend Chris Canavo came in to the launch pad and helped us dice out all of the Godzilla movies, every single one. But since we were dropping Godzilla, we missed Mother's Day, so we're coming back with a Mother's Day episode. Mean Movie Moms. Our moms are pretty cool, but many movies portray mothers as being
0: pieces of shit.
1: So we dive into some of those. (laughs) Yeah, we got them in there. We got, you know, Pamela Voorhees. We got the Queen Alien. You know the ones we're talking about. Carrie, no wire hangers. Yeah, we dive into all that shit. So, check it out next Wednesday. Mean Movie Moms. Until next time, Rocketeers out.
0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine women. Look up. We have a lift off.